On this episode, I'll be talking about illegal immigration. I'd like to look at this from several sides, show how tricky the problem really is, and lastly, provide a real-world, unappealing solution. Right now in the U.S., millions of immigrants are working illegally. Recently, the Latin community, and there may be others, but the Latinos were much more vocal, suggested that all illegal immigrants take the day off to show how much of an impact their absence would have, and to hopefully force Congress to pass a bill to grant amnesty to all the currently illegal immigrants. While there are immigrants of many other nationalities, I'll be focusing on Mexicans only because they're the most numerous in my area, Georgia. You hear it all the time. They drive their lowriders on our highways without paying the taxes that pave and repair those roads. There's simply too many people in America already, which means longer lines when I get peat moss. They don't have a job, so the taxpayer pays for the bullet that our police use to shoot them when they steal the microwaves used to make their pot crispy. Then they rush to our hospitals without insurance, and my insurance suddenly triples. I played high school football. I know the score. The only real issues I've heard all boil down to economics, but I'm sure some people are racially motivated as well as maybe even some xenophobes. But since those people aren't particularly vocal in public, we'll just stick with the economic issues. So what are the options? Well, we could do nothing. Are illegal immigrants really so bad? Many of them do work and work hard. Many of them do pay taxes and even pay social security that they'll never receive. They just use a fake social security number and it comes right out of their paycheck. They don't file taxes at the end of the year, so Uncle Sam may be missing some of what's due, but overall the IRS and the Social Security Office get something. Are most immigrants doing jobs that Americans are just dying to do? I haven't heard too many Americans state they really want to get into sheetrocking new homes or lay inside, so maybe having your job stolen isn't the main concern. However, these mostly undesirable jobs often don't provide insurance, so injuries and births wind up being paid for by the rest of us. That's not good, but perhaps that's a separate issue, since even if a legal citizen did the same job, they still wouldn't have insurance. The problem there is with insurance and has nothing to do with immigration. If you didn't know this, in some cities illegal immigrants are allowed to collect welfare. That's another topic for another day, but that is a problem with doing nothing. But one positive thing about immigrants is I do see a lot of them, legal or illegal, I don't know, at Burger King around lunchtime. They also have to buy gas for their cars. They're clearly spending money here, and thank God they're supporting the oil industry. Maybe they're sending some back home as well, but at least a portion of it gets spent here. So maybe we can just keep doing nothing. Or we could grant them amnesty. Well, that would possibly change the economic issues of doing nothing. Two issues come to mind. Wouldn't we get a surge of immigrants trying to get in on it? And how do you actually go about granting amnesty? You'll say, you declare amnesty for the illegal immigrants who are here now. Okay? They're illegal. They're not counted. How do you verify when any one of them was here? Do you see the problem? We can't just say they've granted amnesty. We have to give them some form of paperwork to distinguish the ones who were granted amnesty from the ones who weren't. Otherwise, ten years from now, we'll still have people crossing the border with stacks of Los Tigres CDs saying, Senor, I was here when amnesty was granted. We can't mail them forms for them to fill out. The government doesn't have a listing of each of them. They're illegal. So they'll have to go to a government office and fill out this form. If you've been to the DMV lately, this line would be thousands of times worse. It could take months to get everyone to fill out the forms. And during that time, more immigrants pour in and go to that same line and say they were here on that fateful day. This will add more weeks while more immigrants pour in and the cycle begins a never-ending process. And it won't just be Mexicans coming in. You can't grant amnesty to just one group. You'll have to grant amnesty for all non-Americans. You'll have Italians, Bolivians, Greenlandians, and the French flying in to gain amnesty. The logistics behind this idea simply make it impractical. Okay, we could actively seek illegal immigrants and send them back. 
Well, this may surprise some people, but our government already does this. If you talk to people who work in construction, at least in the South where there are no unions, they'll say that every so often their workforce is sent away as immigration cracks down. This essentially brings the construction industry to a standstill for a few weeks until more immigrants come in. So this happens already, and it's expensive to pay for people to drive around all day arresting people. And how are they supposed to actually find illegal people? Do you drive around to job sites looking for Latinos and then demand to see their ID? Well, that's harassment for one, illegal for another, and it's very inefficient. If I'm illegal at work, and I see my friend Julio being questioned by immigration services, I'm going to make myself scarce for a few minutes. My boss probably won't take kindly to immigration arresting or running off his workforce, and might do whatever he can to make them less effective so they'll stop coming by and harassing him. Now, if they're using fake social security numbers, there is a paper trail that can be tracked down. This makes enforcement a little easier. But wouldn't that just encourage people to pay in cash? Let's be honest, there are certain industries that know they're working with illegal immigrants. They realize this person doesn't have a driver's license, social security, anything. If you're an employer and you need the workers, and you see immigration taking off the ones who with fake social security numbers, you're just going to switch to cash. Then they can also save a little bit of money because they can pay them net instead of gross, which is the same to the employee. But let's say you can catch them. Now you've got to send them back. So in addition to paying for the people to find them, you've got fuel costs, lunch costs, because you can't just arrest them and let them starve. It takes time to send them back to wherever they came from, and the guard salary of while you're transporting them back to the border. And do you just drop them at a single point? Mexico is huge. You could be essentially leaving somebody in Miami when they're from Oregon. But hey, you know, they chose to be here illegally, and I see nothing wrong with someone suffering the consequences on that one. More on what to do with them once they're caught later. But the most important thing here is that we're already doing this, and it's proven ineffective. So this isn't even a unique option. This is the equivalent to doing nothing, just more of it. We could punish the people who give them jobs. Enforcement of this is the tricky part. How do you find the employers? This is just like trying to find the employees themselves. Again, if they're using fake social security numbers, that can be traced, but... If you're an employer, you're probably just not going to risk that, and it's just more incentive to use cash. American employers have been doing this for years. Then how do you find me? Seriously, how do you find who's employing illegal immigrants? There's this thing called unlawful search and seizure. You can't just go up to everyone with Mexican workers and demand to see their payroll. Oddly, when you think about it, this route actually makes the government lose money on two accounts. Not only is it making people want to pay with cash more so they don't get any of the benefits from, from paying some amount of taxes... But in addition to that, the government has to hire people to drive around looking for illegal immigrants, or illegal immigrants' employers. So how about increasing the border patrol? We'll just make sure they never get in in the first place. In all of its forms, this is expensive and almost entirely useless. Sure, we could spend millions trying to stop someone from walking into Texas. We can build bigger, less scalable walls and have night vision security cameras posted everywhere. What's to stop these people from renting a boat and cruising up the Louisiana coast at night and have them all make a mad dash up the beach in the darkness? I can see many boat-owning American entrepreneurs offering this service. You're thinking, the Coast Guard will stop them. If you think paying to have people drive up and down a wall is as expensive as it is ineffective, pay them to pilot a boat along an, along an invisible boundary in the sea. It's just not feasible, and I'll prove it doesn't work. There are illegal drugs in this country. If you can smuggle truckloads of dope into the country, you can smuggle people. And I've yet to point out there's this thing called corruption, where people break rules for money. That'd be a pretty sweet deal where once a week you're handed $1,000 to let some people walk by. 
But let's say it's completely feasible. You can catch them when they attempt to cross. What do you do with them? And this also applies to us actively going out and seeking them in America. Something I've heard from many people in seriousness is shoot them. Completely inhumane, but cheap. Oh wait, what do you do with the bodies? Leave them to rot? I'm sure the Americans who live near the border will love that. Disease never occurs near rotting bodies. So do you dispose of the bodies? Again, that's going to require money. Burning them costs, burying them costs, dumping them in the ocean costs, unless they're sneaking in on a boat and you just sink it. I suppose you could give them to a body farm for forensic study, but how many Latino corpses do you think they need? You could give them to science and let students perform operations and autopsies on them. Oh wait, that would require refrigerating them so they didn't decompose until the students actually need them. You're thinking, but yeah, but those expenses are small. Well, maybe, maybe not. But they're ongoing expenses, all year long, and for an economic problem, you simply move the cost elsewhere. But of course, the main argument against this is it's simply barbaric to shoot someone simply for trying to improve their life. Wait, after you shoot a few of them, none of the others will want to come over. Your body disposal cost will drop to almost nothing. You might be right on this one, but I've been to Mexico several times. There's some very bad parts. There comes a time when you have nothing left to lose but your life, and at that point, your life becomes so unbearable you'll grasp at anything. Now, it may cut it back to almost nothing, but it still won't stop them. And again, I go back to my barbaric argument on this one. At that point, are we any better than Saddam? Generally, I agree, let the punishment fit the crime. So shooting them probably isn't the solution. What if we simply jail them? Some border counties do this. I'm glad I'm not a taxpayer there. They're basically clothing, housing, bathing, feeding, and entertaining thousands of Mexicans every year. For some of these people, that's a step up for them. They might think that preferable to going back to the home that they just risked their lives to leave. So it's expensive, and it's not even a deterrent. Okay, well how about just sending them back? Yes, we already do that, and again, I'll point out, this costs money. Although this may be the cheapest of the humane solutions, it sends a message that the worst that can happen to you is you come back home. That's not much of a deterrent. It's not a deterrent at all. Mommy, can I go steal that man's car? No, dear, but if you do, I'll bring you home and we'll have ice cream. Then tomorrow you can try again. So this costs money, and it's not even effective. So there's no solution to our immigration woes. Well, many problems don't actually have a solution. But what is the problem with allowing more legal immigrants in? If we simply believe that there are too many people causing a strain on our economy, then the solution lies not in preventing them from coming, but in making them simply not want to come here in the first place. So how do we make them not want to come here? Simple. Merchandising! No, seriously. Why don't we have an influx of immigrants from other countries? True, the ocean acts as a very effective barrier, but what about Canada? I don't think they're invading us. The accent would give them away, and I don't hear too many Canadians, eh? But I'm in Georgia, so they've got a ways to go to get here, so maybe that's not valid. But upon further reflection, I do see a lot of Chinese, Indian, and Russian immigrants. Don't see as many French or English. Aha! I propose the radical idea that immigrants come mostly from countries that are not self-sustaining and have very poor living conditions. This is where you say, well, duh. And then I reply, well, if we make their conditions better... They won't want to come here. Here's the unpopular part. Yeah, we could spend money here on a policing force that ultimately won't work. Or instead, what if we try to get American companies and the American government to invest in Mexico? What makes their conditions so bad? Well, let's start with some things that we consider essential. Many of them have no housing, electricity, water, phone, or even air conditioning. Or especially air conditioning. Yes, many do. They're the ones that are staying in their own country. 
What if we help them help themselves? I find it humorous that people who have no job or home flee a country where we put them to work building houses. Perhaps all they need is a little organization. What if the U.S. government hires, instead of police to enforce the unenforceable, architects, civil engineers, industrial engineers, chemists, etc., to advise programs for building homes, water treatment facilities, electric plants, and run phone lines, etc.? At first, we would have nothing but glorified contractors using the natives as physical laborers, but eventually, they might become self-sufficient. What if we also help them build and staff schools there? Not just elementary schools, but colleges so they can learn how to become builders and businessmen and, above all, skilled labor. I'm not talking about outsourcing. This is exactly the opposite. I'm talking about America paying Americans to work in Mexico, or wherever, for a time. Outsourcing would be America paying Mexicans to work. Eventually, they would become self-sufficient, would require less help, and we bring our people back. But you've been against all those other solutions because they cost money. Building an electrical plant ain't cheap, you bastard. Yes, and my main argument against those costing money is I don't see an end to the spending. It will never become self-sufficient. We'll always be fighting a losing war. And with the population growth, I suspect we'll have to pay more and more just to hold that losing line. Now, this would not happen overnight. It would probably take at least a generation to see any results at all. Hey, ever heard of the New Deal? You create jobs. Jobs create money for the individual, who in turn spends it at a business, who can then hire more individuals. It's a vicious cycle. We need to start this vicious cycle in Mexico and other countries. After some point, American businesses could cater to them. Home Despot could not only create jobs, but offer building supplies for their homes. Burger King can provide jobs and a place to eat food that, when it was alive, didn't use its tongue to smell. If you don't already know this, basically everything I've proposed so far, the government and American companies actually do spend quite a bit of money for this very purpose. It's not out of the goodness of our heart, it's not because we really care about them, but the, a big reason is because we just don't want them coming here. Not because we don't like them or we're prejudiced, but because our economy simply can't handle it. Hey, isn't that where we started? My issue is that more people need to understand this reasoning instead of blaming it on bleeding heart liberals. Too often I hear we should spend our money here before we start spending it in other countries. They're missing the fact that when people's lives reach a certain low, they'll do anything to correct it. They'll flee to another country illegally. They'll allow themselves to be ruled by ruthless dictators who promise a better life. Hitler's rise to power comes to mind. They'll die for a cause they don't even understand. There's more at stake here than our simple economy. Our entire way of life is on the line. Visit our website at logicallycritical.com. Send feedback to podcast at logicallycritical.com. Thank you.